This is Magic Drive Time, your daily dose of Orlando Magic basketball. Magic have numbers if they go. Bancaro now through the lane. He jams it down. B5 through five Raptors. Magic Drive Time is presented by International Diamond Center, your local diamond experts since 1981. High screen from Franz. Now Kel spins into the lane. Long two. Off the rim. Franz can fly it in. Put back is good. Franz Wagner. It's your night, 22. Now here's your host, Dante Marcatelli. And welcome, everyone, to Magic Drive Time. We're presented by International Diamond Center. Dante Marcatelli, Jake Chapman here with you. The Orlando Magic are on the road today, headed to Boston, shipping off to Boston for two games against the Celtics tomorrow night, right here on 96.9 The Game, and also on Sunday. We'll have it for you at 7 o'clock tomorrow on 96.9 The Game, 7 o'clock on Valley Sports Florida, and an early start time on Sunday, right in the middle of the NFL. they got the Magic and the Celtics, two of the top three teams in the Eastern Conference, doing battle here to, uh, on Sunday, and uh, you'll have that one is 2.30 on Valley Sports Florida. So you got 7 o'clock and 2.30 Pre-game tips and the Orlando Magic trying to keep this thing rolling. Now third best in the Eastern Conference, thanks to that win by the Milwaukee Bucks, who have won two consecutive games. The Celtics are in action tonight, so maybe Orlando can get some help. The Cleveland Cavaliers are in Boston, and then the Magic will take on the Celtics on the second night of a back-to-back. Lots to get to, Jake. We also coming up in the next segment. We got the next in next installment of Magic Pod Squad. Me, you, and George Galante had a chance to catch up with Wendell Carter Jr who's getting close. We don't know exactly when he'll be back, but it is very close, hopefully just a matter of days or games uh, before he's back in that magic lineup. And hopefully you continue to get some good news. Maybe Markel uh, not too much further behind as well. Um, but so so we'll have some uh, some of the excerpts with that conversation with Wendell Carter Jr. And listen, I, I don't we, we spent a lot of time yesterday on the whole Draymond Green situation. The whole world did, right? And deservingly so. So I don't want to go down that too much and Obviously, what happened in Milwaukee and Indiana last night, we'll recap you, uh, give you a quick recap on that. But the NBA is in a – I just want to preface all that by saying the NBA is in a great place, Jake, right? The NBA is phenomenal. We've got superstars. We just had all the excitement of the in-season tournament. And now, unfortunately, <laughs> we do have a couple of incidents that are kind of detracting from that a little bit. But I, I have the utmost confidence in Commissioner Adam Silver that he'll get it all squared away. Yesterday we talked about that uh, the smack to, by Draymond Green to the face of Yusuf Nurkic, uh, suspended indefinitely. Your thoughts on that? He's going to have to. There are a series of things he's going to have to do before he can come back. One of those could be anger management, uh, how to treat that sort of thing. Don't know how serious he'll take that. Uh, but anyway, an indefinite suspension. So we don't know the exact number, but that's at least the start from Adam Silver yesterday. Yeah, and and you would think it'll be some anger management type stuff. I mean, that's it, it, it's. Clear that Draymond Green, great as he is, gets to a place in games and and in practices and at, at various times throughout his day, right, 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 um, where he he gets pushed over the edge, and so he's going to figure out a way on his own to 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 keep himself from going over that edge. And I'm speaking as somebody who sometimes gets a little too angry myself, and sometimes <laughs> and, and 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 I and I practice what I preach, and I try to breathe deeply and do all those things. I'm not sure, like you said, it's going to make too huge a difference, but yeah, but we couldn't keep going down the road that we were going. I mean, right, right. Repeat, you know, we detailed some of them yesterday, but this is not just something that's just been happening so far this year. And we missed a few. You and I were talking before the show. That's right. Not about the Sabonis stomp. Sabonis stomp on the chest, uh, Stephen <laughs> Adams, right? That kick. Here's one. The, the the best thing that I heard, and this might be what really what it all comes down to, as we try to figure out why he gets to this place. 
uh, and it's been more recent. I mean, he's, he's always had these antics, but uh, but more recent, it's been escalated, right, with the headlock and now this. And Eddie Johnson, NBA radio on Sirius Radio, had the thought of the reason this is happening and it may continue is because he's used to controlling the game, and he could not move Yusuf Nurkic. He said, you know, Eddie Johnson does the Suns games on TV, and he said Yusuf Nurkic is probably the strongest human being uh, that there is, and he could not work. And, and the frustration from Draymond of late is the fact that he has all these antics and it usually affects the outcome of the game. He is now not having any out, he is now not having any impact on the game. And that maybe some of this stuff that he does is passing him by. And maybe that's where the frustration is coming in. And that could be, that could be what we're seeing there from Draymond Green. I think it's a great point. I mean, there's, you know, back in the day when we talk about the Steven Adams and Kevin Love in the, in, in the finals and those things, those were all happening in the biggest moments of the season. Yes. Right. Yes. So very clearly when he gets to a point where, he realizes nothing he's doing is working. That's where that, that's where he goes. That's where he goes, right? And for you know, for it to happen on December thirteenth is is or twelfth is pretty crazy. And that that's that's a good point. I mean, how does he get there in a regular season game? Yes, it was Phoenix. Yes, so you know there are a lot of eyeballs on that game. But um, he is look, man. We all age differently, and Draymond has always been about being a bully. And I actually use that word. Um, kind of finally being a bully on the floor, you know, kind of the way, as we said, sometimes Bo Wagner is, and sometimes, you know, the Paolo Bancaro bullies people down into the paint. Yes, right. Draymond I... has always been stronger and tougher, um, and a lot of times smarter than his opponent. And and as you age, I think you start to lose some of those physical attributes. That's a great mm-hmm. point. That could be exactly what we're watching um, as he just sort of tips over to the edge, what seems like every two weeks or so at this point. <laughs> well, hopefully he gets it figured out because yeah. he is, he is an integral part of what they do in Golden State, and you could hear the post-game comments from Steph Curry uh, on how much they miss him because he knows he's going to be gone for a little bit. And uh, again, we'll get the we'll expect the uh, final verdict on that here in the coming days. But right now, Draymond Green suspended indefinitely. You brought you brought up a good point right before we went on air. The NBA wants rivalries, right? So we like this this bitterness between teams, and we've seen some of that brewing here in the playoffs, right? We've had some some terrific postseasons, and obviously the whole Miami Boston thing gets chippy and. To the point of, hey, let's have it be physical. Let's not have it be dirty, but let's have it be physical. Let's have it be good games. And there's nothing wrong with some with some strong dislike, right? Yes. I go just shy of saying hatred, but there's there's nothing wrong with some strong dislike for teams in the postseason when they get there. Well, the situation last night with Milwaukee, you have the Bucks and the Pacers played for the third time in two and a half weeks, right? You had the in-season tournament was a part of that. So, so they will now play five times by the time the season is all said and done. Giannis obviously had a little extra in the tank, right? They put up 140 points last night. He had 64 of them. He had 64 points last night. He was a motivated machine last night. 140 to 126, they beat Indiana. And for whatever reason, he had a little extra for the Indiana Pacers. So he was fired up right from the jump. The game ends, and he goes to get the game ball, not for him and his 64 points, but for his teammate Damian Lillard, uh, who is now fifth all-time on the made threes list after passing Kyle Korver. So he goes to get the game ball not so fast. Uh, the Indiana Pacers are keeping the game ball because of Oscar Shibway, right, who got it, made his NBA debut. Uh, the Kentucky great, led college in rebounding last year, makes his debut, scores his first NBA point. That is very common, is it not, Jake, right? Where you, where you get your first ever point, you keep the game ball. It, there was a scuffle. It got heated. I, I don't think Giannis wanted to hear that. He's trying to grab the basketball for his teammate. We we hear, by all accounts, we hear nothing but great things for Giannis. He is a, the perfect teammate. 
Dream Wheel Lillard doesn't need the game ball for passing Kyle Korver and going into fifth. Let Oscar Shibwe have the basketball, right, and for his NBA debut, and you can get another game that was used during the day at some point. There's two game balls that are used. Give the other one to Damian Lillard. I think that that was an unforced and an unforeseen byproduct of this rivalry that you talked about before we went on air and them having played three times in two and a half weeks. Yeah, I mean, there's you typically don't need to add much juice. Well, I shouldn't say that. Like, <laughs> you play a team four times a year, and so you're going to be familiar with them. But it's typically spaced out. And, yes, we have these mm-hmm. two and three games, you know, base, quote-unquote baseball series. But you don't see the bad blood boil over until the postseason when it's like, you know, it's it's like Draymond and Yusuf Nurkic just like, man, I can't move this guy, and I've been trying to for the last two weeks, right? <laughs> In game six right now. and. and <laughs> And I've been banging against the wall that is Yusuf yes. Nurkic for uh, for can't move him for hours of basketball time. Um, you, I mean, it, it seems pretty clear to me that Giannis' sixty four was a byproduct of losing in Correct. the quarterfinals of the right. tournament. Right to come out and prove a point. Boom, it was, you know, big smile on Adam Silver's face. That's exactly what we were looking for. Not, right. not only did the tournament game mean something, but the somewhat meaningless quote-unquote regular season game a few weeks later meant something because you got guys wanting to get get back and you know that a guy like Giannis is that competitive as far as the the game but so is Tyrese Halliburton which is pretty cool I mean you you, you, yeah yeah you get get, basketball game yeah you've got highly competitive guys exactly and then you see it boil over and look this isn't the first time stuff like this has happened with Giannis you remember the ladder incident right that's true Philadelphia that's right trying to shoot free throws after the game he's Weird things seem to bother him, and it's always something that's you know kind of like innocent and noble. Like, hey, I just want to shoot on my, uh, just want to practice my free throws after the game. Well, no, we're in Philadelphia, and they've got <laughs> they've got conversion team that needs to get ready for a Flyers game tomorrow or whatever. And um, there's like there's like maybe one other city where that wouldn't fly, right? Like, like if you do exactly. that, right? If you do that in OKC, fine, you can be out here till as long as you want. You do that in New York or maybe even Boston, that ain't gonna fly. No, but he's it lucky. definitely is not. Right at the top of the list is Philly. He's lucky he didn't get pelted uh, with stuff and <laughs> <laughs> snowballs. Right, exactly. <laughs> During all of that, um, I don't. I I almost I kind of defer to you. Like, like yeah, I think Shebway deserved the ball, but but. Is there any way, like, if Milwaukee wanted the basketball, could they have gotten one? You said there were two balls available. I just don't understand, like, how how we don't run into this more often. I mean, yeah, true. A lot of well, there's there, there, there you have to have two. Wants the game ball for some reason, right? Right. You have to have two game balls in case one gets kicked into the stands and doesn't come back or popped right. or anything happens. You, you got to have another right. game ball ready to go. So you have two. The problem is one of them is going to get the game ball that was never used, right? So you're going to say this is the they both wanted technically the ball that they used, right? That you hit the the three-pointer. I, I think Giannis potentially wanted it for his career high in a Bucks record, right? Who knows? Who, who knows uh, what the ulterior motive was? But typically when a guy makes his debut, you see it in baseball, right? That doesn't matter what happens. If, if a guy gets his first ever hit, he gets the game ball. First ever point, you get the game ball. Um, but you're right. You you could have multiple guys who got their first ever point in a basketball game, right? If, if Jet Howard and Anthony Black both scored in the same game, who gets the game ball, right? So you're going to have that secondary ball. But anyway, I, I think it was a much ado about nothing. But I think this was a, an unanticipated byproduct of having played so many games in a short amount of time. I well, think that's well, a very good point. And well, you know, one more thing. You know how I feel about unwritten rules. Like if like if we have to, let's establish who gets what game ball, and then you can do whatever you want to with it. Right. Because I always go, okay, well, where's the line, right? 
Damian Lillard passing Kyle Korver in all-time threes, okay, well, you know, what if uh, what if Andrew Nimard scored his 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 two hundredth point in that game? Is that is that where we? <laughs> well, no, I hear you. I hear you. I know. And, and in all, you know, and in all fairness to Oscar Shibway, yeah, maybe it's not as maybe it's not as important, but that is typically the rule. You get the game ball. I would think the home team should determine who gets the game ball. Right? You, you're you're at home. You're in Milwaukee. That's a Bucks record. That's a career high for Giannis. That's moving on to me something he'll never forget, right? You got your first ever NBA point. I, I think that's something, who knows how long if Oscar Shibwe's career, if there ever will be one, that's something that he can prominently place in his den forever, right? For here's sure. the basket. Here's the basketball that I scored. Lillard's going to go on to pass whoever's fourth, whoever's third, like, and, and then I, I don't know that he'll ever catch Steph Curry. I don't think anybody will, but there'll be plenty of other game balls for Damian Lillard, in my opinion. That's who should have got the game ball. But anyway, enough about that. Real quick, so a couple of anyway, a couple of stories in the NBA. Before we go to break, I want to get you an awesome story. There was an event last night. First of all, this event, our our events team is just phenomenal, and our fans are incredible. There was an event last night at Rollins College. Over six hundred Magic fans were in attendance, wow. right? And it went nine hundred RSVP'd. You couldn't have fit anymore in the in the auditorium at Rollins College. And there were about five or six Magic players that came out, and we did a little panel and. Fans are into it, Jake. I don't know how many ovations there were about the second best record in the NBA, about nine straight wins at home. Fans were standing up and yelling how much they, yeah, Jalen Suggs, I love you. And they'd stand up and yell back, I love you too. I mean, it was just all this back and forth. It was awesome. It was just an electric atmosphere. But I think the best thing was we, we get these questions that are submitted, and a question came in for Paolo. And I asked him, I said, Paolo, and I didn't know anything about it. Apparently he wears a bracelet, right, for every game. He's got a, he's got a bracelet that he wears. And I said, and I asked, I asked the question, where did you get the bracelet from? And you know, kind of tell us the backstory. Well, he goes in the preseason, starts to tell it, and he holds it up, and he had, had it on. And he goes, in the preseason, a fan made this for me and gave it to me. He goes, and I decided to wear it all games. This 12-year-old girl, red hair, just like my daughter, stands up way in the back of the room, goes, it was me. <laughs> I mean, it was just wow, unbelievable moment. And she got a standing ovation. It was just this incredible exchange back and forth. And I thought, man, this is something that would, this was a special moment for these fans, right? So this was a kind of a cool thing that, you know, we typically wouldn't talk about. But I just thought that was such a cool moment. And you having a daughter, you can certainly appreciate that. But she made this bracelet and he not only did he, he had it on still for the event, which was awesome. And then she said it was just this source of pride. And it was just an unbelievable moment. So uh, kudos to you, Paolo Bancaro, to, to everybody on this roster in the energy that was in that building. You made that little girl's life right there last night. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, that I mean, doesn't that take you back to the Dwight years when, when, yeah. when yeah. we felt that connection? Um, guys like Jameer and Ryan and Richard and I mean on down the list, it was just it, and and it it tends to come with winning, right? Like I think yes, you get the no engagement question. from the community and and it means that much. You get the turnout um, in an event like that when the team is hot and and so it's kind of chicken egg stuff. But to me, the winning comes from having guys who have that connection with each other, having that chemistry, and and that's a that that is a clear cut example of what what this team is about and, and the vibe surrounding that locker room correct, right now correct um and to have it come from you know your best player in the court yeah oh, absolutely franchise, it's really really special guys see that stuff and they and they, and they and they act accordingly 
when you have a Paulo Bancaro, it's really easy to have a guy who gets, you know, who ends up sort of out of touch with everybody and it, it, because of his talent, because of everybody's just, you know, kowtowing around him constantly. Yes. yes. Um, he is not, he's not wired that way. He's, he's very down to earth, um, very engaged. And I think it's really special to have a kid that young, that talented who gets it that much. Well, and Giannis does tons of that, right? Giannis did that yeah. event sign where, where he signed these. Uh, his daughter brought me. Uh, this fan came and made crafts, and he came out and gave her a hug and all. I mean, these guys are doing more of that happens, way more, a hundredfold of that kind of thing in these incredible moments with fans than what we've seen on the court the last two games, right? Yep. So I, I think it bears noticing uh, that we've seen a lot of it's that. Social so. media, and those those don't hit the algorithm, right? Those, those they don't. They don't, they don't that's right. on Twitter. Yeah, let's, let's yeah, get with, that clear. Which is a shame, and that that that's an incredible moment. And that's my call of the game. It's brought to you by Glip from Ring Central. We think the way you work with secure meetings and messaging on any device with Glip by Ring Central. Visit glip.com to learn more. The last thing we said, what's your favorite Christmas movie? And Jet Howard asked if Willy Wonka counts. If Willy Wonka, which one? and the Chocolate Factory like counts, nineteen of them as a Christmas movie. I, the I, original I, one? I would say no. Right. I don't think so. I've heard the diehard argument, but I, I, I'm not going to give him Willy Wonka or the Chunk Effect. It wasn't Christmas. Was it Christmas? I'm trying to, I can't even remember. I don't think it was about right. I don't think so. All right, that'll do it for this for this segment of Magic Drive Time. When we come back, Wendell Carter Jr. from Magic Pod Squad is next. How do you measure the human spirit? In points? Distance. Maybe decibels. Or maybe there's no way to measure the human spirit. Because as you remind us every day, it simply has no limit. Advent Health, official champion of the human spirit. No matter where you are for tip-off, you're going to see a lot of this play. The game is on. Just outstanding. Good for three. Stream the magic all season long on the Belly Sports app. Oh, my goodness. Be here for the excitement. Off the charts. The thrills. Slams it in. The rivalries. Put that on your highlight reel, young fellow. young fellow. Be here for the moments that shape our season. Stream the magic all season long on the Bally Sports app. Great game, guys. Now listen up. In business, to have a winning streak, you need a dependable partner by your side. A lasting relationship where business needs meet personal solutions and expectations are always exceeded. When it comes to agility and performance, City National Bank, the official bank of the Orlando Magic, has the playbook to help you take your best shot. Visit citynational.com for more information. City National Bank is member FDIC. Great dishes begin with top quality ingredients. Goya offers a wide variety of products from rice, beans, masarepa, and seasonings to olives and olive oil, even low-sodium and organic items to stock your pantry with a solid lineup of go-to ingredients. With Goya on your team, your signature dishes are always a slam dunk. For inspiration and recipes, visit Goya.com. And remember, if it's Goya, it has to be good. Goya is a proud partner of the Orlando Magic. the Orlando Magic's 35th anniversary season presented by Advent Health by being a part of Classic Nights at Amway Center. Each Classic Night will feature unique entertainment, throwback music, and more. Plus, cheer on the Magic as they take the Classic Court in the retro-looking Classic Edition uniforms. Secure your tickets for Classic Nights and learn more about the 35th anniversary celebration at orlandomagic.com anniversary. 
After catching a Magic game, you want to go home and relax, not go grocery shopping. Kroger Delivery makes grocery shopping simple and convenient. Order at Kroger.com or on the Kroger app, and our friendly, uniformed associates will deliver fresh, affordable food, household items, and even frozen snacks in refrigerated trucks straight to your front door. Now save $15 off your first three deliveries. Kroger Delivery is a proud sponsor of the Orlando Magic. Try us today. Today we have two very special guests on our program. Introducing Lemon hey. and Lime. Hello. For Starry Lemon Lime Soda. Thanks for having us. What is Starry Lemon Lime Soda? It's a crisp, clear burst of lemon lime flavor. And it's caffeine-free. Between us, one of you must be a little more important to Starry than the other. Who is it? We're both important. So we could just as easily be Starry Lime Lemon Soda. No, that doesn't sound right. Oh, I like it. So you saying hip-hop could be hop-hip. Works for me. Starry Lemon Lime Soda. Starry hits different. It's more fun to see the Orlando Magic hit the court live. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered with a wide selection of seats available for every game at a variety of prices. As the official marketplace of the Orlando Magic and the NBA, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Whether you're making plans in advance or heading to the game last minute, with their virtual view from seat feature, you'll get a preview of your section to make sure you have the best view to catch more of those dimes and dunks. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com Orlando Magic. This is Wendell Carter Jr. of the Orlando Magic, and you're listening to Magic Drive Time with Dante and Jay, only on 96.9 The Game. Welcome back, everyone, to Magic Drive Time, presented by International Diamond Center. Dante Marcatelli, Jake Chapman here with you. Here is an excerpt from the latest installment of Magic Pod Squad with Wendell Carter Jr. You can find it on iHeart, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. This is the latest podcast that dropped today, Pod Squad with Wendell Carter Jr. Is it different, Wendell? The team was eight and seventeen without you last year, and and so I would think sitting sitting on the sideline, watching your team struggle, it's like get me out there. I know it can help. <laughs> right. Thirteen and five without you this year. You're watching. You're watching the team thrive a little bit. I'm sure you know you can still help, but it, but is, is it does it suck a little less to see seeing the team perform well while you're sitting on the sideline recovering? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I'm one of those guys who understand that winning is the main goal, no matter how it's done. So uh, with me in the lineup, out of the lineup, recovering, whatever the case may be, and then a little bit, you know, a little bit of deeper dive into it, I really have it for just Goga. You know, Goga is a guy, like, when he got here, you know, he was uh, one of the hardest workers on the team, and now he's having the opportunity just to show how good of a player he is, let alone a person. Uh, I'm just excited for him, just personally. But, you know, as a team, man, I'm pretty I'm just happy to be a part of you, honestly. I did. I did tell Wendell. I think it was in the middle of the winning streak. Uh, I mean, so this is a couple of weeks ago. I think I. I think we went in the game. I smacked him on the chest and I said, "Just ha- just wait till you come back. Like, right. Wait till you come back. Oh, yeah. This thing's really gonna gonna take off." Go back to Gogo though for a second, Wendell. Do you? Are you talking to him a lot on the sidelines, even even still now with things that maybe you see during the game that maybe he may not? Or, or what kind of advice are you still giving to Wendell and Mo Wagner, for that matter, from your perspective over there on the sidelines? Uh, you know, I, I kind of keep it brief. Because uh, I already know guys, you know, they, they got the coaches in their ears. They got aware, uh, other teammates you know, that's out there with them telling them what they need them to do or what they're seeing. So I keep it brief. But for the most part, you know, uh, for for go for Gogo, I kind of just keep it keep it short with him and just tell him just continue to be you, you know whatever the case may be like whether offense or defense, 
know, just continue to be you and, and being able to challenge your emotion. You know, he's a guy who plays with a lot of emotion and, and because he cares. And that's something that I can really appreciate being a big man who you know, has to do a lot of the small things that might not show up in the stat sheet. But I just kind of just continue to push him into, into just being him, you know. Uh, yeah, that's really about it for him. And then, but but like I was saying, I I try not have to say too much, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I mean, he's doing a hell of a job, so it's not really nice to say to him at all. Uh, he's taking it and run with it. You know, it's interesting. Both of you guys have thrived here coming to Orlando. You you played well in Chicago, but you get a bigger role here in Orlando, and it's, it's kind of similar to him. He, he For whatever reason, it didn't work out in Indiana. But why the success do you think for go? Is he are they are we asking different things of him more suited more suited to his skill set? Why is he thriving right now as opposed to what happened in Indiana? Honestly, um, you know when I when I look at it, looking at my own situation and looking at his situation, I think timing is a is a really big thing. You know, we're both fairly young players. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, he's 24 also, so it's definitely. Uh, a timing thing, in my in my opinion, uh, and a, and a freedom. You know, one thing about uh, Coach Mosley, I give him a lot of credit. When I first got to Orlando, he was he he let us play. As long as we played defense, as long as we did it the right way, he just let us play. And in that in those situations, I feel like he was taking better notes of what works, what doesn't work, what we need to get better at, what we need to you know kind of eliminate from the offense or defensive end, and now we got a really good recipe, a really good menu of what it takes to really win games. Thanks so much to Wendell Carter Jr. Again, you can find that podcast, Magic Pod Squad, on iHeart, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And the Magic are back at it tomorrow. Our upcoming games look ahead, powered by Ticketmaster, tomorrow at 7 o'clock right here on 96.9 The Game. The Magic and the Celtics, the first of two in a row in Beantown. Have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here, 96.9 The Game.